At least I took the over, right? Am I right? St. John's falls to Creighton, 0 3 in the Big East, 94 to 76. Okay, in a game that I guess you could say at times was close. At times we had hope. At times, perhaps we thought we're due for a surprise. Right? We got it to two points in the second half. Before Marcellus Erlington traveled for the second time in the game, trying to do too much perhaps, um, and then it was quickly back to an eight-point lead, and from there Creighton never looked back. Um, it was forty-one to thirty-four at the end of the first half. Creighton at one point was up twenty-eight to twelve, and you could just see the shot quality was just in their favor, and it has been for most teams this year when it gets to a half-court game. They're getting open threes off rotations, off driving kicks. They're getting some easy dump-offs while we're taking the shots that they're giving us. Yeah, when we're getting in a fast-paced game and it's up and down, we look better. Obviously, that's the approach we're taking, but it's not happening for long enough portions in the game for it to have an overall effect to have winning basketball against these better quality teams. That's so far. It's yet to happen. Doesn't mean it can't happen, but it hasn't happened yet. And um, when it's not happening, you can see how teams can exploit us. I mean, Creighton is one of the better shooting teams you're going to face, one of the better passing teams you're going to face. They have smart players; they can all shoot the basketball. They're all threats around the court, and you can see. And they always have a guy. I don't care who it is. They have a guy that sits in the paint, goes block to blocks, and they spread you thin because you got to guard the perimeter and all these pick and rolls and all these side exchanges, and then they have this one guy who can just make bank shots in the post. So you got to either pick your poison, spread yourself out thin, or guard the post, and usually we're spreading ourselves out thin, and this guy, whoever it is interior-wise, usually gets layup after layup because we're trying so hard to defend the three. And, of course, we give our fair share open threes uh, just the same. Tonight we gave up Crane shot 13 for 23 from three. That's 56%, 56.5% from three. They shot 38 for 67, 57% from the field overall. They only went to the, the, the free throw line nine times. We only went 10 times, so it wasn't a foul fest tonight. But St. John's just could never get over the hump, and that's been the case in all these games where they fall behind early and they inch their way back into a game and they give us some some you know slight hope here and there, but they can't get over the, get over the hump and push themselves, themselves through. Whether it be lack of, um, you know, just whether it just be lack of execution, whether it just be dumb mistakes, whether it just be not making jump shots, uh, we don't have an offensive go-to guy. Champagny has scored um, point totals of an offensive number one guy, but he doesn't have the uh, the versatile offensive game of a typical number one guy. He can't really go get his own shot. Tonight, most of his most of his points were off of just catch and sh- catch and shoot situations. And he was getting a little bit too trigger-happy, I thought, in, in that sense. We need to get him on the baseline. We need to get him in the paint. We get close to no easy buckets in the half court. I really can't look back and think of five, more than five easy baskets. Uh, and I'm t- not talking about this game. I'm talking about the Big East games in general. Baskets that 
we have a guy just open underneath the paint because we had good ball movement and good rotation, and it's not one of our guards getting a layup off a drive. I'm talking about an easy basket. We give up so many of those on our end from scramble situations enough and us overhelping or being too aggressive in certain situations, and it just you can just feel it weighing down on the team as it as the game goes on. Constantly fighting to get those stops, giving out all that energy, and then losing it on a open to semi-open three late in the shot clock or an offense rebound you give up because you're scrambling to contest that three. And it's tough. I'm not giving up in this, on the system. I'm saying these are the negatives that come with the system. And we don't have the full personnel. We have no interior presence right now offensively or defensively. We see some flashes here and there but we don't have a threat inside offensively in the in the slightest to throw it into, to be a threat to have defensives col- defenses collapse down to, to utilize cutters. I mean, we don't even have that. Defensively, you know, you'd think with Moore's length, he'd be more of a threat to protect the rim. He's not. Uh, you'd think Toro's physicality would help, but we really can't get him playing at all. Uh, Erlington's too short to protect the rim. Uh, Champagny is, you know, 6'7" strong physical but he's not a rim protector and if we play him as a a center then you're really uh you're really playing small and he with that said he might be our best option at at center um cole tonight didn't play in the second half he seems to be firmly in the doghouse he didn't play well in the first half and he's he's been struggling against the better teams but i do think as an offensive threat he's someone we need <clears throat> uh, and be it as it may as it may he might not be a superb Big East player, but his skill set on the offensive side is something we don't have all all around. Uh, Dunn busts it on defense. He does some things offensively, getting by guys, but they give him five feet, and that is not only a hindrance to him, it's a hindrance to the other four guys on the court. When you have a guy who's just sitting in the paint playing defense, not worried about the other guy being able to shoot, it clogs things up. You know That goes without saying. So as much as I love Dunn and the hustle he brings and the toughness he brings and certain uh, attributes that he does have uh, not being a threat at all to shoot from the perimeter hurts us and he's not one to quickly get rid of the ball if he's not going to shoot so I think we got to find a balance there between him and Posh not playing so much together getting Cole or Rhythm getting Cole comfortable Uh, Wusu I don't want his minutes to go down at all you know Wusu played great tonight I thought he does some things that frustrate you but he's always busting his ass He's physical as all hell. Obviously, he's gonna have some charges just because, you know, if you're gonna be that big, if you got a if you got a freaking F three fifty, you're gonna run over some stuff, right? I mean, that's just how it is. He had twelve points, three rebounds, two assist or no assists. Twelve points, three rebounds. I thought I saw an assist. You know, sometimes these boxers, you can't trust these bitches. I'm telling you. Um, on the stat line, Champagne did have seventeen points. Five for eight from three. You know, he only the only shots he hit were from three tonight. Didn't have a single point inside the arc. Uh, we need him to get some baskets. Williams, only six points. He was two for six. Wasn't his uh, most aggressive game. Wasn't Definitely wasn't his best game. He did some nice things. He had that one really nice drive in the first half with a layup. Went in and out. Couldn't believe it didn't fall. Um, other than that, Posh had 13 points. Don had 10 points and seven seven assists. As a team, we were 10 for 25 from three. That's 40%. That's really not that bad. I think, um, I'm trying to think what we were at half. At halftime, we were four for 14 from three. So that means in the second half, we were six for 11. 
okay? So that's a nice little flurry we hit in that rush where we came back into the game. Um, Wusu, one for two. I can't believe they gave Carraher a three on that basket at the end. There was no way. His feet were definitely inside the line. Anyway, I bet the over that I mentioned it, so I'm not complaining. Um, Greg Williams, one for two. Alec Pash, one for three. Moore, one for two. And then Champagny was five for eight from three. Uh, Moore takes some god-awful shots. We got a few guys that take some rush shots. Him and Erlington always quick to pull that trigger, but Moore, whew, airballed, uh, deep shot um he does have a nice stroke from inside and at the free throw line you can see that he's got you know a good solid rotation on the shot but when he's trying to rush a perimeter shot he almost leans back like an old man at the y and uh rushes it and it's not pretty but he's a talented kid and we need his offensive ability um creighton just had away the whole night in the second half of getting the shots they wanted zagorowski he's Perhaps the best player in the Big East, and you can see that uh, he knows how to use pick and rolls. He knows how to take his time. You could tell as he felt um, his way through that second half. It was just getting better and better shots for the team. He hit those two shots. Uh, we were down. This was prior to the Erlington travel I mentioned, but we were down four points. Greg Williams out of control, turned it over. I thought he got fouled. They didn't call it. Zagorowski came down and hit a three. Then the next possession on our end, Moore took a long two early in the shot clock, bricked it. Zagorowski came down and hit a three in Moore's face. So six-point swing on Zagorowski, just you know, knowing what he can do, being the best player on the court, and uh, us not being the team that makes good decisions in uh, close games against good teams. It came down to bite us against a really good Creighton team. So we're 0-3, looking up a big hole. Obviously not something to be happy about, not something to be excited about. There is not too many bright spots in terms of um, the foreseeable future of this season. we got to get on the winning board. we got to beat Georgetown and get to 1-3. and three. Then you get to 2-3, and three, and then you hope to have a chance to get to 500. You're going to be fighting to get back to a chance to get to 500 now. You gotta fight and crawl back just to get a chance, just to hope to get a chance to get to 500. And if he gets to 0 and 4, you could forget about that chance. If you get to 1 and 3, then you got a chance to get 2 and 3, which means you got a chance to get to 3 and 3. Am I am I speaking anything that makes sense? Who knows? That's where you can just beat Georgetown and see what happens. You're not gonna lose me. All right, I'm gonna still be here. Unfortunately, I'm still gonna be watching this team. All right, we could be 0 and 15, and that's the problem. I'll still be there with the 16th game, but I don't think it's gonna be that bad, guys. All right, so stick in there. There's still some positives even through these, you know, obviously we're sick of seeing small positives through this negative curtain that is St. John's basketball. But you got a freshman point guard who shows some great signs. you got a freshman wing who is under-recruited and, you know, undervalued, and he looks to be an awesome four-year piece in Wusu. you got um, two Juco offensively talented kids who haven't quite figured out how to play defense in this system. And will they? Who knows? Offensively, do they have talent that can help this team? For sure. So I'm not giving up on those two guys. I think the two freshmen are awesome pieces moving forward. I love Champagne overall. I love Williams. I'm a big fan of Marcellus still. I think he's got to figure out how to play with those new guys I mentioned. I think he's got to figure out his new role on the team. But he does some stuff that we need. Hopefully, um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but the transfer we have coming in, the 
the Juco who was originally signed with Texas Tech, who hopefully will be enrolled, so he will be cleared to play this year. All transfers should be cleared, although he wasn't exactly a legitimate transfer. I don't think he was officially on St. John's um, campus enrolled when that declaration was made from the NCAA, so might have to jump through a few more fences. Hopefully we'll get him, because if he's not an immediate help, I do question exactly why we rushed to sign him. Um, but size in the interior is something we need. I don't think he's a center, but size is something we'll we'll take, and then we'll go from there. Uh, Got to beat Georgetown. Got to beat Georgetown. All right, guys, um, please subscribe to the pod. This is the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. I'm Pat Kane, and we're 0-3, but we're not giving up. Mm-hmm.